and making it easier for people to put an ADU in their yard is something that, that should really, really be important to people and make them realize this is an opportunity for them. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 43 of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me again in studio is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, across the nation and worldwide since 1993, Mr. Steve Tuma. Steve, how you doing, bud? Excellent. It's a, always a good day. Yeah. You know, we had, a, had another busy day helping people uh, design their homes and you know, a variety of different projects around the country. So, Is there ever a bad day to build a house? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for tomorrow is you should just start now. There you you go. Get the project going. So uh, for today, I thought we'd get into something specific to California home building. And this, I think, it'll lead us in the future to our doing episodes here and there that are specific to different states. Um, As Landmark uh, owner-builder customers are a diverse and nationwide uh, group, and uh, so for our first foray into that, uh, California seems a good place to start. And uh, maybe we'll go from west to east as we go along. <laughs> Who knows? Right. And uh, to that end, let's talk about something, uh, accessory dwelling units or ADUs as they're called in California. So let's start off with uh, you explain to us just what is an ADU. That'd be a good place to start. Well, this is what's interesting. It's called an accessory dwelling unit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the common word in California, although in other parts of the country, it could be a granny unit, a guest house, an in-law suite, mm-hmm. you know, a, a separate a separate home, a, a secondary home on, on, on the land. So they can be done anywhere. But I think you brought up the California thing because lately California's made it easier for people to add these uh, live, living units. So... There's difference in if you have like an an outbuilding, like mm-hmm. a storage building or something like that. Mm-hmm. An accessory dwelling unit is one that's meant to be lived in, as a as a uh, like as, not a storage unit kind of thing, but something right, right, an an actual residence. You know, it's right. got a bathroom, a sleeping area, a living right. area, and, and thing like that. So what what what's uh what's kind of happening is with the cost of housing and certain parts of the country specifically california by the the larger um cities mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how, how do we make this affordable for people to to live there so previously there were a lot of restrictions on building these accessory dwelling units or the adus uh, but now they figured hey this is a way to pr- to offer affordable housing in these communities right so yeah that's basically what it is it's a accessory dwelling unit basically it's a separate little guest house they do have a thing called a junior dwelling unit which is like if you converted a garage an existing garage Mm -hmm. to a a living space but we're we're looking more at the new construction of a a complete separate uh basically a a smaller home that, that would be put on a on a parcel of land right and what about the the restrictions on size? Is there I mean is there is there such a thing as an ADU that's too small or obviously there may be maybe restrictions on how large you can build one? Yeah, generally the restriction is more how large. Mm-hmm. Uh some areas say it's 1200 square feet, other places have have limitations on the size. So you'd have to check with uh or we can help check with zoning mm-hmm. to see what's there. Other places go a certain percentage of the main home. 
up oh, okay. to a certain size. So there, there's different methods of, of calculating the size, but generally every place we've run into, they you've been able to create a, a, a livable space. Right. So something that's there. Now, sometimes there's, there's size restrictions where they say, hey, you can only go up to 1,200 square feet. Other times, even if you can only go up to 1,200 square feet, there may only be so much space on the land. Sure. To to so that this will will fit there. So it's kind of a a, l- a little bit of work to jockey through to see exactly how how it would fit. But we can help with that. That's part of what we do is determine you know make sure that the house fits in the guidelines. Work with you to make sure that the ADU is set up to be uh, you know one that you like that matches the neighborhood, matches the main home, and also has the floor plan and. And features to make sure that it's usable for what you want, intend to do with it. Right. Now, now that seems like we, to me we'd get into a question of zoning. I mean, is zoning the same for an ADU as it is the main house? I mean, if I just wanted to move my grandmother in, that'd be one thing. But if I wanted to rent it out, would that be different? What, what is what is the zoning issue with uh, ADUs? Well, what's interesting about it is some communities have actually loosened up the zoning. Mm. Where, you know, previously they might say, hey, you if you were building a the main home, you had to be a certain distance from uh, the the lot lines. Mm-hmm. Well, because some of these home, these ADUs are going into high, higher density communities, they're realizing that they wouldn't be able to fit any in there. So some communities are actually um, easing up on building setbacks. No. And, and different setbacks between buildings, lot lines, community, you know, uh, neighbors' lots, neighbors' uh, existing homes. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is now that uh, these areas have won it, they've made it easier for people to put these uh, ADUs in their yard. And making it easier for people to put an ADU in their yard is something that, that should really, really be important to people and make them realize this is an opportunity for them. Mm. Well, what about, you know, Landmark is famous for the customization of its designs. People are pretty much able to build the house they want. But if you build a mini little ADU, is that still customizable? That's exactly the same situation. It's mm-hmm. it's just a smaller structure than, than the typical home. So we can go through and customize it for the footprint so it fits within the the allowable area on a lot. Mm-hmm. We can also customize it by the height, ceiling heights, type of roof. And architectural features. So some some customers like the ADUs that are just simple boxy units. Other people want to dress them up. And what's what's interesting about it? A lot of people are putting garages underneath them. Oh, so the living wow. space. So they're kind of sneaking in a mm-hmm. you know a little bit extra garage space or quote workspace, and then the ADU, the actual living space above. So yes, we are able to go through and customize the ADU so that the the unit is exactly the way you want it. It complements the neighborhood. You're proud of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it suits the purpose that, that you need. Yeah, so you're actually creating more space than, than you would think if you do that and you kind of double up a garage and an ADU. Right, you, you can do it. Now, some places restrict that. Others others allow it. So it's it's kind of one of these situations you've got to work with the zoning and building department to see exactly how it, it can be put together. Mm-hmm. Well, what about permits? Now, you get building permits. Is it going to be the same or different from, uh, you know, your standard home build? 
we've actually seen a lot of communities where it's easier to get the building permit for the ADU mm-hmm. than it is a conventional home. We've seen uh, municipalities where they don't require a geotechnical report. The mm-hmm. zoning setbacks are different. Or in some cases where there's burn areas or whatever situations, they kind of fast track it. Mm-hmm. So they they don't always, you know, pull out the big magnifying glass, <laughs> you know, for building permits. It's still got to be done right. But mm-hmm. we're actually seeing a lot of situations where it's considerably easier to go obtain this permit than it is if you were to go build a brand new home right so it, it's kind of interesting i think this is just the the local municipalities are trying to entice customers to do this so that they could meet guidelines to have affordable housing mm. in in the communities there's also advantages if in some communities if if your adu is closer to a uh, you know public transportation they mm-hmm. give you certain advantages on, you know, off-street parking, on on lot parking, and and different situations. So it's it's pretty cool. Now they still have to meet energy guidelines and you know work with the green codes. But as far it, we're seeing that the the attitude of the building department is is much easier and enjoyable to go through for a uh, an ADU than right. if it were a brand new home. But either way, you know, we're we're there to support the customer and you know, make it as easy as possible for them. Oh, you know, I want to go back to something a little bit. You, we were talking about uh, uh, how adaptable it is or how, how you know, you can kind of uh, customize your ADU. But accessory dwelling unit, to me, it just sounds like something so specific to four walls and a basic utilitarian kind of building. But it sounds to me like you're saying you can really trick these things out a little bit. Oh yeah, it's it's something where we're able to spend some time on the design and the preliminary plan stage mm-hmm. to go through and and dress it up. So in the case of someone that does want a simpler design, mm-hmm. there's still certain things we could do with gables or windows or mm-hmm. how you do corners or different trim work or decks or whatever where where it can uh, be dressed up so it's not just a box in your backyard. Right. Now, if you want something simple to control costs or if it's in the community, we're fine. But what's also cool is a lot of these places, you know, we talked about the size restrictions. Mm-hmm. They don't count decks and porches and garages. So in a lot of these uh, situations, we're able to design some pretty cool houses. Mm. Sometimes a well-designed smaller home is better than a larger home that isn't designed well. So it's it's been pretty interesting to see what people do with with these uh, the space that's allowed. They're really neat design areas. Mm-hmm. You know, they're neatly designed um, areas. I meant to say, and we're able to work with our designers to go through some revisions to make sure things are right uh sometimes people say i'm putting an adu in my backyard i don't want my neighbor looking in the window (laughs) you know well we can adjust locations of windows and doors so Mm -hmm. so that it's comfortable you know so that you know it's uh it's 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 an attractive uh unit in your backyard right well i i've known people that have built on on their property these sort, sort of um of uh, complementary units, smaller units, but most of them have been like modular. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I know a a young woman who was an artist and she, her dad threw up this modular thing for her, which was her workspace below and the actual apartment on the top. But what are the advantages to Landmark's ADU's designs versus like that, like a modular unit? Well, what, what our Landmark unit, it's a, it's a panelized home. We can completely customize it. Mm-hmm. So if you're in an area that has 
you know, you've got a restricted footprint. It's got to be 16 feet by 32 or, or, or 30 by 30. We can make that design to take advantage of the space that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a lot of these areas where these homes are being built, you can't get a modular unit in it. Uh-huh. The, the reason mm-hmm. being is, you know, you might be able to get it down the road, but craning it over the neighbor's house, power lines different situations it it can be very restrictive on getting a modular unit in where in ours you're bringing pieces in and then assembling it so Mm -hmm. basically the difference is you can get a design that you want we can work in pretty much any community we're not restricted by the size of a a module that you know you might not be able to get in into your area Mm -hmm. but i think bottom line People also look at the cost. We, we've had people contact us after they've looked at those modular units and they say, Steve, those are expensive. Some of them are super modernistic and they have this stuff, but they're saying, Steve, the, the cost of the modular ADUs are just out of reach. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of them are two, three, four hundred thousand dollars for 400 square feet. Oh, wow. That's a lot of yeah. money. Now, if someone wants that design or whatever, you know, maybe it makes sense. But even so, when when we could customize it to exactly what you want, give you a look, maximize the space, uh, fit it within the restrictions of your building site, and customize it the way you want, that's the advantage. You, right. you get more of what you want instead of saying, hey, here's, here's two options. Which one do you want? Mm-hmm. In our case, it's, hey, what do you want? Let's make it work in the space and the budget that you choose to work within. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of touch upon something we talked about just a little earlier. That's the zoning aspect. And, you know, what can an ADU actually be used for? Like, let's say you want to do a short-term rental building or or just rent it out as an apartment or like an Airbnb. And what are, what are the restrictions on that? What can you and can't you do? I'm sure it changes from, from district to district. But um, give us kind of a lowdown on what your experience has been. Well, generally, these communities are doing this to give longer-term rentals. Now, yes, someone could do an ADU or a tiny, or a smaller home in their yard and mm-hmm. do the short-term rentals. Um, but a lot of these where the community is allowing them, what they want to do is keep uh, affordable housing so that people at different pay scales can still live in and around the community and not have to commute. Mm-hmm. two hours to, to their job. So that kind of goes community by community. But a lot of the the gist of what the the building departments are trying to promote is a, a long-term tenant, you right. know, so not right. someone for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how, how, do, how do they know exactly, you know, right. What, right. What, what you're going to do today versus tomorrow, I, I think would be something that, that they, they would have to sort out. But mm-hmm. to answer your question, it can be used for a short-term rental. It can be used for a, a longer-term rental as far as how we design it and, and how we put it together. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's that's the cool thing about it is by us being able to work directly with our customer, we can find out what their priorities are, any restrictions from the building department, and then come up with a design that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Now, I imagine there were a lot, you'd probably run into homeowners association uh, difficulties sometimes as well with building. All of a sudden, you're building another another sort of small apartment on your on your property. I'm sure that people might have to deal with that in certain instances. 
So far, we haven't really run into that issue. Mm -hmm. The theory is there that if a homeowners association is there, um, they're going to have architectural guidelines to make sure it's got a certain look, a certain quality, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing, and mm -hmm. and blends in. So as far as that, it it really shouldn't be an issue. Um, I think most communities are are pretty inviting of of these homes. Well, wow, that's interesting. So, but uh, there there's always the situation where you have to go case by case to mm -hmm. to to see what's going on. I think people will find that that the opportunity is there because it's something that's kind of mandated by by the state in some cases. Sure, in most cases. It's just it's so sometimes you think. I'm going to build something, and in the old days, you could kind of just put it up. But now I, I, it just seems like there are so many restrictions in so many places that to add on this extra thing after your house is already built and you're going to add on to it, I, I can imagine the, the – I don't want to say headaches, but there's probably a lot of problem-solving you have to do when you're building these things in on pre-existing properties. Yeah, that, that's the case in uh, you know pretty much any project. There's always something here or there that, that you've got to kind of work through. Mm -hmm. um, with with these, the, the biggest issue is just the actual usable space. Right. You know, because like, let's just say you have a pie-shaped lot, you mm -hmm. know, and with, with different setbacks, what can you build in there? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, what can you fit in there? But so far, we, we really haven't run into anything that I would say is abnormal or really, really strange. Mm -hmm. It's just what, what's interesting about these is this is kind of like cool projects for mm -hmm. our customer. They mm -hmm. enjoy it. It's kind of like building this cool little house. They they always <laughs> enjoy it with their their main home, but when it's the accessory unit or the the, the in-law suite, whatever you would call it, mm -hmm. it's a... Uh, it's kind of a different type of a pet project. They kind of get into it. And I think what it is is they're still trying to build a really cool home, <laughs> right. but within a restricted square footage. So you get a little more creative. Hey, mm -hmm. let's put this type of window here. Let's put an arch. Let's do this in the bathroom. So so they're mm -hmm. they're kind of, uh, you know, quaint places, get, get a little more character. Sometimes they end up with lofts. Sometimes they end up with different types of windows or different types of porches where they could bring the outside in. So it's it's kind of interesting to see the uh, the additional kind of excitement and mm. putting an ADU together compared to just a large main home. It's 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 kind of interesting. I don't know why. I think it's just kind of. I think it's the same theory as like you know dads who build uh, or moms who build tree houses for their kids. They really get into it. <laughs> right. It's it it's it's kind of, it's kind of like that. It's it's it's. It's interesting to see they're like, oh man, I I got to make a smaller kitchen, but I'm going to make it cool, right? You know, let, let's put this in here, let's put this in here, you know, put a wine rack here. Can we stick a little hot tub in the bathroom? So suddenly, oh, these little units are pretty cool, you know. <laughs> Extensive and, builds. That's funny. Well, it also gets into something of you still want to put like say in a say you've got a. A unit. We're working on one up by uh, San Francisco, mm -hmm. about 520 square feet, and there's a, a bedroom. Well, the way they want to have it set up is in that bedroom, there needs to be a desk. Right. You know, so that someone could, you know, work on their computer. But they don't want that desk to look out a window into their main home or into the neighbors. Uh. So we've had to work on different types of windows, you know, things that will work to let light into it, into the room. But also not allow the neighbor to look in, and there's there's and then we also like in bedrooms have to look at the egress codes for emergencies. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of a neat little challenge, but it's pretty cool. And then the customer goes, "Wow, this is neat." 
Mm. It's it's kind of an, an interesting situation to see how in a smaller space there's just a lot more you've you've got to deal with. It's right. the the design uh, can can be a little bit more tricky trying to get a lot more in a in a smaller space. But so far, every single one that we've done. The customers have spent time, said, hey, I want this here, I want this here, mm-hmm. I want this here, and they're, they're very specific. And it's it's uh, the outcome of them. I've, every single one has been a, a pretty charming house. And you know, as I listen to you talk, there's something that always strikes me, and I never mentioned it in these podcasts, but it's your enthusiasm. You're talking about not just on the small houses like these ADUs, but when you talk about building bigger houses – your enthusiasm it seems like landmark just loves doing what you guys do <laughs> well it's 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 a lot of fun and right. it's you know we've been doing this since 1993 which which is quite some time but it's it's kind of interesting to to see the excitement that that comes out first mm-hmm. of all building a home is is exciting but then when you're adding an ADU or mm-hmm. doing these different things, there's different challenges that people kind of get into it they're yeah. like hey Steve how can we design this kitchen? to do this and do this or you know how how do we add a a desk into a bedroom mm. how how do we put a lot of light into this little house but not not allow the neighbor's dog to look over the fence and look in my living room you know what, <laughs> whatever the situation is so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's kind of fun and the customers that are doing this they're they're energized yes. i mean it's 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 interesting to see the excitement on on putting one of these together it's kind of like hey we're getting this little rental unit it's going to kind of pay for a property it's going to increase the value we're doing something good for the community mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of fun it's actually really fun let, let's talk about the actual uh, labeling of this stuff <laughs> because you hear about ADUs, but you also hear about granny flats, guest houses, uh, mini or tiny homes. What, what's the difference between ADUs and all of these others? I think it's really just the word <laughs> because <laughs> in, in some in some cases, you know, ADU is. Come on, we can do better than that. No, <laughs> yeah, but that, that's that's about it. It's like you know. <laughs> Keeping it simple, it's accessory dwelling unit. It's some technical term for a guest house. Yeah. You know, so in parts of Arizona, it's a guest house. Mm. In California, it's an ADU. Well, if you have a 600-square-foot home with one bedroom, <laughs> you know, just, just going from one state to the other, the, the name changes. It's just, uh, you know, it kind of like in some places it's a soda. In other places it's a pop. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a regional type of situation, so... Some places call it granny flats, guest houses, mm-hmm. you know, secondary house. Um, some parts of the country call it residential additional unit, additional residential unit. Sorry, I said that backwards. So, but it really comes down to the same thing: a separate living space, a place to put the in-laws. <laughs> right, exactly. And but there's also a lot of situations. It's sometimes where the in-laws are allowing the kids to move back in for for whatever <laughs> That's reason. That's the more norm nowadays, I think. <laughs> but then there's other cultures that they they move the the parents in. Mm-hmm. You know, so there there's whole different varieties of uh, of reasons or, or methodology. But to answer your question. Um, ADU, accessory dwelling units, granny flats, guest home, mini home, tiny home. Mm-hmm. It kind of falls in the same unit. Now, sometimes tiny home might be a little different because people are thinking 200 square feet. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so that's, I, I think that phase is kind of over because people are realizing that, 
you know, putting your dog, husband and wife and two kids in 200 square feet is not exactly the fun thing to do, <laughs> right. much less not, not many places will, will allow it. So so the concept of tiny homes, I, I think they're growing. And I've, I've heard discussion that, you know, anything under a thousand square feet could be considered a, quote, tiny home. Mm. So um, it really comes into... You know, whether it's California, Arizona, anywhere in the West where the guest homes are, are more popular, it's it's just a matter of, you know, the, the lingo in the area. But the idea of designing the same home, making sure that the plans are right for the building department and the customer and, and everything gets taken care of properly, it's 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 the same process for us. Some places just uh, make it a little easier for others, but that's... That's as far as I know what the difference is. Uh, what's interesting about this industry is there's a lot of words that are, you know, kind of used generically that could have a whole variety of, sure. of different uh, meanings to different people. But we take an ADU, a granny flat, a guest home as just being a smaller individual living space in in the back of a property well some are in the front but mm. generally generally and they're in the back for zoning um we've also had people go beyond adus and just have outbuildings um big craft rooms you know wood workshops car restoration buildings you mm -hmm. know whatever it is so there is a difference in zoning and building departments if if someone's living in it compared to if someone is just using it as space say for for a workshop mm -hmm. and uh one other little thing that I want to bring up is sometimes places won't allow an ADU, but there might be a separate section of a home that is a, uh, a separate living space. And depending upon how it's attached, they may not call it an ADU. They might just say it's an addition to a home. And as long as that additional space doesn't have a full kitchen, mm -hmm. generally meaning it doesn't have a stove, mm -hmm. they, they can do it. So sometimes we've got to, see what, what someone's particular use is, because in some areas there are restrictions on ADUs, just old zoning, lot size, whatever, but you could add space to it, connect it by a door, mm -hmm. put a kind of a kitchenette in it, and, and move forward. So there's there's different ways of, of approaching the zoning if, if someone needed a separate space, say for in-laws to live there, compared to an actual complete uh, unit so sometimes it's just dancing around the wording you know what we look at is you know there's kind of a, a separate apartment or if it's attached whether it's directly attached or you know kind of indirectly attached through a breezeway or a complete separate building right but either way we're, we're able to work through the the zoning uh we've been able to help a lot of customers <laughs> around the country back in the old days when they used to you know, they used to uh, turn their garages, people to turn it into apartments, and then there was the old hot plate thing. You know? <laughs> right. Well, now what? Now what's happened is they made that legal. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Before there were very, very few ADU permits issued in California. Well, I think in the last year it's it's skyrocketed because there the communities are realizing that people can't afford to live. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the teachers, the policemen, the, the first responders, um, people in different jobs. And, and some of these jobs don't allow people to commute two hours to, sure. to get to the job. So what they're trying to do is balance it out in the community so that there's different people that work there um, are able to somehow be able to afford to live there and not 
have any big problems in commuting to their jobs. Are, are ADUs, is this kind of a newer concept? I mean, you've been doing this so long. Is this sort of a newer thing, or has it been around a while? Well, guest houses and ADUs have been around forever, mm-hmm. you know, a long, long time. But the the law was just changed very recently in California that promoted ADUs. Right. So that idea is is there. Um, and, and like I say, I think it's that the, the building departments are just trying to do something to to put a affordable housing in there. But I think you could go to a lot of older homes, you know, built in the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and they would have a little kind of casita. That would be another word. Some people call it, it's a casita, <laughs> There you go. You know, just, just a, a little living space and, and you know, that may be connected by a wall or not connected to, to the main home. Right. Have you been thrown? I mean, I'm still fascinated by what we were speaking of a little earlier in this podcast is the, um, you know, people customizing these, 80, these, these units. Um, have you got, I mean, you're, I know you're never thrown for a loop. There's never anything you can't work out, but do you ever just somebody come up with an idea and you go, dang, I wish I'd have thought of that. That's pretty cool. There's gotta be something like that once in a while. Well, what, what we've run into is situations where people want variations of something. Mm-hmm. You know, so so the concept of, you know, let's just take something, a simple concept like the ADU, where they're saying, hey, Steve, I can build 1,200 square feet. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this in another podcast. That doesn't mean that the municipality allow 1,201, and that doesn't mean the <laughs> customer wants 1,199. Right. So it's 1,200 square feet. So how do you work with this? So mm-hmm. sometimes we've really got to work to eliminate hallways. In some cases, there are lofts that can be put in a roof systems that's cool that aren't considered part of the square footage right other times uh we can work with uh different designs of porches in the footprint that kind of make the 1200 square feet bigger um garages aren't always considered and what's interesting about this is different building departments have different methods of counting square feet mm-hmm. so sometimes you can actually take a 1300 square foot home and call it a 1200 square foot home. So you're kind of sneaking mm. in it. So there, there's little tricks of the trade that we can work through. <laughs> That's something for a future podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it, it's kind of interesting. And yeah, we have had situations where people come up with something and you go, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I wish I'd shake your head over that one. Well, th- th- this is, you know, I talk about these lofts and, you mm-hmm. know, basically if someone's got a steeper pitch roof, we can put some space kind of up in the roof system with mm-hmm. different roof structures and cathedral ceilings. Right. People are putting yoga, little yoga spots in the roof system oh, or right. little, um, little mini offices or, or, uh, meditation areas. Uh, sometimes they put windows in these areas and they have air ability to put their plants there. Right. Yeah. Uh, storage spaces. Recently, people have been putting little kids' playgrounds in the room oh, system. Yeah, yeah. So they go up there and they'll have like a little ladder and a little kind of hidden little kids' kids only area with like mm-hmm. a slide coming down from from outside the ceiling. <laughs> so in most cases, that falls within the the twelve hundred square feet. So if someone were say building one of these units for uh, their kids, mm-hmm. you know, say they're they they have some youngsters around. They suddenly these little houses are are pretty amazing. Mm. You know, grew up in a twelve hundred square foot home with a kids area, a yoga studio, a slide down from the in the roof into the living room for the kids, a climbing wall. 
it's it's pretty interesting to to see what happens. So, mm. as I mentioned before, the creativity that comes into working in this it, it gets amped up a little, and and people are kind of excited. They're like, well. If my kids are going to be in twelve hundred square feet, let's make it a cool twelve hundred right. square square feet. And uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes they they work on on how they intend to use porches in the future by adjusting different things, uh, putting certain patio doors where you know suddenly that porch becomes an extension of the living room, even mm-hmm. though it's not in the the restricted space. Um, mm-hmm. You can do things like taller walls, give give it a volume, uh, cathedral ceilings, add volume, so. So it feels better, but but overall, um, I think people are pretty proud of these these places. They're they're proud because I th- I think they put a little more into it, right? You know, and the thought it's kind of their idea. Well, we're about out of time, but this has been a pretty fun episode. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be this uh, this sort of fun. I I learned a lot. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the, the, these these projects are all cool, right? Yeah, well, that's that's if you're going to build something, it might as well be cool. <laughs> that's right. So we're about out of time here on the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show, and I want to thank you all for listening in once again. But before we go, as we usually do, I want to give Steve a chance to let you all know how to get in touch with Landmark Home and Land Company and uh, and just uh, where to find out more information. So, Steve, give us some uh, give us some idea of how to find out more and get a hold of you. The best way to do it is look at our website at lhlc.com. That's kind of the initials of Landmark Home Land Company. It's actually Landmark Home and Land Company, but lhlc.com. That's our website. There's plan ideas. There's videos. These podcasts are there. There's discussions on on different processes, and I I think we can help people uh, a lot by them taking a look at the website. They can email me directly at landmark at lhlc.com or they can call uh, mike will answer the phone at 800-830-9788 we do answer our phone if for some reason you do get a voicemail we will call you right away we're very proactive very customer service oriented we enjoy what we do we we want to work with you and and help you along we you can also uh look at facebook instagram pinterest and and twitter Mm. and youtube and youtube well there you go great well for steve toom and myself uh thanks again everybody for listening in to the panelized prefab kit home building show be well everyone and we will see you next time have a great day 